Standing face to face with the Oh! 
let's think of 2 Samuel chapter 3, beginning with verse 27. Second Samuel chapter 3 and verse 27. When Abner was returned to Hebron, Joab took him aside in the gate to speak with him quietly and smote him there under the fifth rib that he died for the blood of Asahel, his brother. Skipping down to verse 32, and they buried Abner in Hebron, and the king lifted up his voice and wept at the grave of Abner, and all the people wept. And the king lamented over Abner and said, Died Abner as a fool died. Thy hands were not bound, nor thy feet put into fetters. As a man falleth before wicked men, so fellest thou. And all the people wept again over him. If ever I've preached a message to the church, and especially to new converts, I'm preaching it tonight. Died Abner as a fool died. Thy hands were not bound, nor thy feet put into fetters I want to preach tonight about life and death in the city gate life or death in the city gate brother elder would you pray in Jesus hallelujah hallelujah let's worship him again Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Shanda Mohoriyadamashata. What a powerful spirit of the Holy Ghost is in this place. Praise God. God bless you. You may be seated in Jesus' name. When God began to give the laws and the commandments, He left absolutely nothing out. He was very specific about everything that He said. And if we'll begin to study the Word of God, God is very specific about every situation in our own lives. Praise God. There may be certain things that you say you can't find in the Bible, but I promise you, you pray and you study the Word of God, you're going to find it. Because God did not leave anything out. And even when He gave the commandments and the judgments for breaking those laws, in those days it was an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. That simply meant that if you killed somebody, your life went to pay for the life that you had snuffed out. Praise God. Not very long after the murder scene had already been finished and discovered, there was going to be a one that was known as the Avenger of Blood that was on your heels. And he would track you until he killed you because it was life for life. It was skin for skin. It was an eye for an eye and it was a tooth for a tooth. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 
What did I do? Blow the transistor? Praise God. Hallelujah. I walked into a rock and roll shop here a while back, and I went in to get me a blank tape. And just, I told my wife, I said, I'm going to go in here because uh, they haven't got the music on. And it was all quiet, and that's abnormal for a place like that in the mall. And, and I walked in, and just as I got to the counter, my Lord, here it comes. I said, what happened to Spaceship Land? Woman looked at me like I was goofy or something. <laughs> Amen. And they call that music. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. But anyway, back to where we was. There was also the element of human error. There was also the type of a situation where there was a murder that was committed and it was not a pre-planned death. It was something that was accidental. It was something that was out of the control of the one who done it. It was something that was absolutely out of his hands. And because of these type of situations, the Lord began to name certain cities that were called the cities of refuge. Where the man that had committed the murder could run inside the walls of that city. And the elders of that city would gather in the gate and they would hold a little courtroom and they would try him. And they would decide if he was, if he was worthy to stay within the limitations of that wall. And if he was inside the wall of the city of refuge, the avenger of blood could build a house on the hilltop right outside the gate, but he could not enter the gate. He could not walk in and take the life of the one that he was after. Why? Because God had set the city of refuge and he had found his way into a place of safety. He had found his way into a place of security. Hallelujah. And so the situation was just a little bit different in the story that we read a portion of as a text tonight. There was a civil war that was raging in the land of Israel. And there was a terrible battle that was fought. Somewhere in the midst of that battle, Abner took off a running with Asahel right at his heels. And the Bible said that Abner kept turning around and saying, Leave me alone. Quit chasing me. Quit running after me. Abner was a skilled warrior. From all indications, Asahel did not really know what was going on. But he was out after a trophy. He was out to be able to say, I fought in the battle. And I slew the champion. Praise God. I want you to know tonight there are some champions you better get some help from the rest of the church to pray over. Did you hear me? As people that pray through until you have become a seasoned warrior you do not need to try to roll your own boat. 
You need to have a prayer warrior backing you up. You need to have a pastor backing you up. You need the strength of those that are around you. Satan is not a novice. The world is not some kind of a half-baked killer. They know their objective. They know what they're after. And they will not stop until your soul is in the pits of hell. Praise God. Praise God. But there are some seasoned warriors within the camp. I said there are some seasoned warriors within the camp. And Joab really tried to be merciful to Asahel. He said, quit chasing me. Turn aside. Quit doing what you're doing. And finally, when Asahel was very persistent, he turned and threw a spear. I believe it was. Anyway, he slew him. And Asahel died. And it wasn't very long until Abner found out about what was going on. Or rather, Joab found out about what was going on. Joab was the older brother of Asahel. And so he began to run after Abner. And Abner made his way to a place that was called Hebron, which was named as one of the cities of refuge. He knew that Joab was coming after him. And Joab was not somebody that didn't know how to fight and how to battle. Joab was just as seasoned of a warrior as Abner was. He even knew the techniques of Abner. And Abner knew the techniques of Joab. In fact, they were fighting against one another. They knew each other personally. They knew what kind of a blow would send the other one reeling. They knew what kind of punch to deliver. And they knew the weakness and the strong points. And Abner knew way down deep inside. He knew he was no match for Joab. Hallelujah. I want you to know the wise child of God realizes on your own basis you are no match for the devil. You are no match for the temptations of this world. And when the enemy comes in, you need to leave the fighting to the Spirit of God. And you need to run to the strong and the mighty tower. You need to find you a place of refuge within the things that are known as the walls. Praise God. Now I want to show you something about old Abner. Abner knew how to play the king. He was actually the enemy of David. He was the one that had been a very big part of stirring this whole stink up. And they were fighting against the throne of David. But when trouble come, he went into the king's presence. And he began to plead his cause before the king. And he began to talk with the king. I want you to know there's a lot of people that think they can live any way they want to. They can do anything they want to do. But you let a little bit of trouble touch their life. 
And they run to the king. You let a little bit of problems raise its ugly head in their life. And they know how to pray all of a sudden. But you know what the will of God is? For you to stay in his presence all the time. Hallelujah. For you not to be just a hit and miss acquaintance with the king. But for you to be somebody that is faithful to him. In everything that comes your way. Whether it's good or bad. I'm going to be faithful to God. And so David told him, said, run on to Hebron. Everything's going to be all right. Now Abner was on the last leg of his journey. If Joab would have caught him before he got inside the gate, it would have been lights out. I want you to know some of you, you may not have realized it, and you may not realize it tonight. But some of you, when you found your way into the church, you was on your last leg of the journey. You was completely out of chances. One more time was going to be the last time that God would tug at your heartstrings. But just before the knife of the enemy came, and just before the death blow from hell was delivered, you found your way to the king. Hallelujah. And you found your way into the church which is the city of refuge I want you to know the only safety in this world is the church of the living God when I talk about church I'm not talking about everything in this world that says they're a church <laughs> hallelujah well it says church brother Haynes you can put apples on a telephone pole but that don't make it an apple tree it's got to have the right kind of sap flowing from way down in the midst of it I want you to know there's got to be the right kind of spirit and the right name hallelujah and the right doctrine flowing from the root of the tree or it's not a church hallelujah oh praise God but I believe with everything that's in me and if anybody can show me any different I'll appreciate it that the Bible bears out we are the true church we are the true tree Jesus said, I am the vine, and ye are the branches. The sap is right. The fruit is growing. And there's safety within the church. There's safety within the church. Not any city will do. It's got to be a designated city. You go to the wrong city and the avenger of blood can walk right in the gate, walk to your front door, ring the doorbell. Hallelujah. And destroy you. But if you're in the city of refuge, there is no height. There is no depth. There is no principality. There is no power that can separate me from the love of God. Hallelujah. When you're in the true church, you have the safety and the power. The devil cannot touch you if you're within the walls of the true church. Praise God. But Abner was safe. He had everything going for him. 
I can almost see him sitting in his newly rented apartment. He decided he'd go down to the Mexican food place, get him a taco. And as he went, he passed by the corner of Peace and Safety Street. And he went by the city gate. And as he walked by, there was a voice that began to call, Abner, hey Abner, I want you to know every muscle tensed. Because Abner, if there was ever a voice that Abner knew, he knew that voice. He knew Joab was outside that gate. He knew that Joab had found him. You know what else he knew? He knew that Joab was the avenger of blood. And Joab must have been a very deceptive person. He must have been full of deceit. He must have been a master speechmaker. He must have been a great orator. I don't really know what kind of words of enticement that Joab used. The Bible does not tell us the conversation. But I do know that some way, somehow, Joab convinced Abner that one step outside the city gate was not going to hurt him. Praise God. Just one little inch outside the city gate is not going to hurt you. One more little fling is not going to hurt you. Just a little bit of pride. Just going one day without prayer is not going to hurt you. Just missing one church service is not going to hurt you. Just a little bit of worldliness is not going to hurt you. Just a little bit of this and a little bit of that is not going to hurt you. But Abner, you're going to die as a fool. Because whether he can talk nice and whether he's got a smile plastered on his face, he is still the avenger of blood. He may be able to talk sweet and make the contract sound pretty, but he's still the avenger of blood. I want you to know the world can be so tempting and sin can be so nice looking, but I want you to realize tonight, church, of the living God, he is still the devil. He's still the enemy of your soul. He has not changed. He is a liar and the father of all lies. He's not in this world to pat you on the back and say, y'all go ahead and have a great revival. God bless you. Oh, no. He's not in this world to say live for God and be victorious. No, 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 no. He's out to kill and to steal and to destroy. But my God can give you a life. And the life is when you stay within the city of refuge. Praise God. I said you stay within the city of refuge. They didn't walk into Abner's little apartment and hog tie him into his recliner chair. 
They didn't lock his door from the outside so he couldn't get out to go to the gate. They just simply expected him to have enough good sense to stay away from Joab. God's not going to take you and slam dunk you in the altar. He's not going to hold tie you into the church. He's not going to tie ropes and make it to where you absolutely cannot sin. He has not created a bunch of zombies. But he said choose you this day whom you will serve. If you want to live, you're going to stay in the church. If you want to die, you're going to go the way of the world. But if you want to live, you're going to stay in the church. When you consider the alternatives, hallelujah, it's a whole lot better. Praise God. When you consider what can happen when you walk outside the gate, there will be no temptation to sin. Praise God. Praise God. Let's lift our hands and worship the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. In the church you're safe. There's no devil in hell that can harm you as long as you stay within the church. Praise God. The Bible said in Matthew 16 and 18, Jesus told Peter, He said, Upon this rock, what rock? The revelation. The knowledge of who Jesus Christ is. I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You got some safety around here, Peter, as long as you're in my church. You got some joy around here as long as you're in my church. You can have some peace of mind if you're in the church that Jesus Christ established. It's the city of refuge. It's a spiritual Hebron. Hallelujah. It's got the walls around it. It's got the gate. There's no enemy that can walk in and spill your soul's blood. God is able to take care of everything. And let me tell you something. The Bible said that the devil came to the Lord one day in the midst of a meeting with the sons of God. The devil walked in. And the Lord said, Whence comest thou? And he began to give all kinds of excuses. Going to and fro on the earth, walking up and down in it. You know what he was saying? Hey God, you see that world you created? You see humanity that was your prized creation? I've got them in my control. I can walk among them anytime I want to. I can go any direction I want to. I got perfect liberty in that world that you created, God. Satan was throwing a slam at God Almighty. But all of a sudden, God put the brakes on him. He said, have you considered my servant Job? Perfect, and he's upright, and he fears God. Satan said, yeah, Lord, but you've put the hedge around him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You remove the hedge, and he'll curse you. So God reached out and removed the hedge. Now let me show you something. He's already promised. He's not going to put more on us than we can bear. God.
Job had what it took to make it or he never would have moved the hedge. When you're in the midst of trials and when you're in the midst of the devil bombarding you, just look up and say, thank God. I finally reached the place where God knows I can make it or he never would have let me go through this. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody get a hold of what I'm saying tonight. When you're in the city of refuge, you can take anything the devil dishes out to you. After Jesus' 40-day fast, the devil came to him, tempting him. One of those temptations, the Bible said, that they were standing at a high place, and he showed him the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. I want you to know the way the devil and the way Joab got Abner outside the gate was getting him to concentrate on the moment. And the way the devil is working today is to get you to concentrate on the moment. I've seen a lot of young people destroy their eternity with one moment of pleasure. I've seen a lot of people that live for God for years destroy everything and die lost for one moment of pleasure and excitement of this world. And Satan was trying the same thing on Jesus Christ because God was tempted. Jesus was tempted in all ways like as we. They owned the taters that was growing under the land. He created the whole thing. And he never handed the deed over to the devil. But the reason that Jesus could quote a scripture and say get behind me is because he was not living for the moment. He was living for the hereafter. We need to get our mind off of the moment and get our mind on eternity. It's almost here tonight. He looked beyond the hereafter. Hallelujah. The devil will get you looking at the moment. He'll get you looking at this second. And you'll begin to look at the walls and say, Oh, I'm bound. I got walls around me. I can't get out. I want you to know these walls. And the walls are the standards. I said the walls are the standards. Whether they're holiness, doctrinal, or whatever. That's the walls of this thing. Hallelujah. And they are not walls of bondage. But they are walls of protection. They're not keeping me in. They're keeping the enemy out. I can leave any time I want to. Hallelujah. But there's two reasons I'm not leaving. Number one, I love the governor of this place. Hallelujah. I love the head of this town. I love the one that's got this whole thing in control. And number two, it ain't safe to leave this church. Praise.
Praise God! Praise God! Every time I look at our standards, I've been in this thing all my life. I've heard young people tell me, well, I'm tired of church. And I look at them like they fell out of their tree somewhere. Percentage-wise, I've been in more church than most of you have. I said percentage-wise. I could probably count on both hands the services I've missed. And in this last year, I've outclassed most of you in this place. You think you get tired in a two-week revival? I've been in revival for a year. And I ain't had to sit and listen to one of my corny sermons either. I've been preaching it. I mean, I've been working. <laughs> Hallelujah! But if you want to get me excited, start talking about the plan of salvation. Start talking about one God. Jesus' name, baptism. The infilling of the Holy Ghost. Holiness or hell. I love every bit of it. These walls are more beautiful as the day grows darker. These walls get better. Hallelujah. As the night begins to come to a close and the world gets worse and worse, these walls look better all the time. Because they're keeping the enemy out. I said they're keeping the devil out. They're keeping the world out. Joab's going to stand outside the gate and look in wishing that he could get a hold of us. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. One thing if I desire to the Lord and that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple for in the time of trouble he shall hide me in a pavilion he shall set me up upon a rock I'm inside the city of refuge and the walls are protecting me and the rock is holding me up hallelujah who is the rock his name is Jesus Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, ran rave in the gate Joab, but there's somebody going to stay in the city of refuge. But there's going to be some when the songs are sung, the sermons preached, the prayers are prayed, and the altar calls given, and the Bible lays on the pulpit clothes, there's going to be some that we're going to have to stand around and say they died as a fool. The devil convinced them some way, somehow, that just a little bit was all right. Just compromising a little bit is going to be all right. Well, you don't have to listen to the pastor on everything. Just a little bit's not going to hurt you. And they stepped their foot outside the gate, and they walked to embrace the thing that has been so tempting to them. And they find a knife in their ribs. And they fall gurgling spiritually in their own blood. They died as a fool died. They didn't have bondage on their hands. They didn't have anything binding their feet. They could have walked around 
and left the voice that was in the gate. But instead, they snapped the handcuffs on. Instead, they bound their own soul for eternity in hell. I'm telling you, this is the gate. I said, this is the gate. When Jacob laid on top of Bethel and he saw the ladder, he said, this is Bethel. Bethel means the house of God. He said, this is the house of God. And it is the gate to heaven. This service tonight is the gate. And there's going to be a life or a death in the city gate tonight. Joab is calling. The world is calling. The devil knows more than you and I know that Jesus is coming soon. He feels it with every fiber of his being. He knows that the trumpet is about to blow. And he has not come against the church with little weak things, but he's come against the church with the strongest weapon that he can get out of his arsenal. He's trying to doom your soul and my soul tonight. He's trying to do everything in his power to pull us down, but somebody's going to be inside the gate. Hallelujah. There's going to be life in the gate for somebody because somebody is going to tell Joab, head on back where you come from. I'm not coming outside the gate. I'm going to stay within the walls. I'm going to live the way God wants me to live. I'm going to stay prayed up. When the trumpet sounds, these old feet's going to head on out of here. Everybody hears the beckoning call of Joab at one time or another. The Bible said there was a man by the name of Jehu. Jehu was called for a special purpose. He was given a message and he was given a mission. Hallelujah. And that's the ones the devil wants. The devil does not even want anybody that cannot live for God. He wants the best ones of the flock. He wants the ones that can influence others. And he was called for a special purpose. And he was sent on a special mission. Uh, but when he rode into Jerusalem, from an upstairs window there was a high-pitched squeal that started out. Said, Jehu. Jezebel was trying to get his attention. Now just being blunt tonight, Jezebel was a harlot. In all probability, she was trying to get him to drop his message and his mission and enter into some kind of affair with her. But there's going to be some people that ignores the call of Joab in the gate. Because we've got a message to give this world. We've got a mission that's got to be performed. And then Jesus is going to come. But in between the time when the mission is on the way and Jesus comes, we don't have time to listen to the world and the devil. 
Jehu said, give her a shove. Anybody up there on the Lord's side? And the Bible said somebody peeked around behind her. He said, give her a shove, boys. Hallelujah. We're going to run over her. Devil, you better get out of the way or you're going to get run over. Because this church is a moving on. This body of believers is moving on. You might as well hush, Joab. We're not listening. We got the earplugs of the Spirit. Hallelujah. We're talking to God every day that we live. Let's stand tonight. Just bow our heads and close our eyes for just a few minutes. Because the Bible said, if any man think he stand, beware lest he fall. When I think the coast is clear, I've still got to stay out of the gate. I've still got to stay away from the things that would take me in bondage again. Hallelujah. I feel like tonight this is a rededication service. There may be somebody in here that needs the Holy Ghost and you can have the Holy Ghost. You can be a part of the city of refuge. The adventure of blood is hot on your trail. But you can run into the loving arms of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah the ones that I'm really reaching for is those that have already found their way into the city of refuge. And the devil has tried through every device that he can figure out to try to get you outside the gate because he wants to destroy you. But the king is here tonight. I said the king is here tonight. Shalom I said the king is here tonight. He will meet your need. He can meet your need. I made up my mind if it involves me. There's going to be life in the city gate. Because I'm here to stay. I said I'm here to stay. I'm here to stay.